I think it went. Yes. All right. It's running. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Reverend John Wheeler podcast. It's named after me. Um, I am now realizing that we're doing this live for the first time ever. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and I'm just going to be compulsively drawn to talking to the two people looking at me. Yeah. There's just <laughs> nothing I can do about that. For the people at home, not that they normally do, but they're extra probably going to not be able to follow along. And that's completely fine. Like, there's no format to this. We're not going to solve a murder mystery. You're not going to learn how to make Christmas pudding. This is just the ramblings of a of washed up, almost was rock star who should have died at 28, who lived to 43. And that's me. Um, I don't know, we might talk about pudding. No, uh, we will talk a little about pudding if we get to the pudding company. Exactly. But, um, if we get to the pudding company. Okay. I am here because of Jason Kruger, who asked me to be here, who's sitting here, and he is one of the people from the Monday Night Comedy Show which enables my weird midlife crisis thing of deciding to be a stand-up comedian rather than completely getting my shit together after kind of quitting being a touring rock and roll man. Um, and I, I, I applaud you for that. Well, thank you. Um, and I'm also artistic director of Fearless Comedy Productions, which is the production company that's a nonprofit that actually runs uh, this monthly thing that we're doing. Uh, this is part of a double-blind, double-feature show. So. First half of the show is an improv show, and then the second half is something different every month. So I think if I ever do this again, I would like for just the podcast to be incorporated right into the middle of the improv show somehow. <laughs> you got to talk to Eric about okay, that. Okay, like, yeah. and I don't know how that would work, but see, I that's mean, like, how like, improv goes. It would just be like, I'm going to set up the desk. Uh, would it just... I'm okay, like, <laughs> like you guys will do the prompts and things, and I will not cooperate or follow along at all. But I will kind of just chime in John and be not part of the action. or following along is like right on. <laughs> and my, my favorite set you ever did is one that you had to remind me existed because I think I blacked it out for your benefit. But uh, John had a couple too many once and went up a oh. little late in the show once, and a couple of times during his like ten minute set, which I think went six, thankfully. Yeah. Uh, he was like, Jason, what was I talking about? And I'm in the back of the booth, in the back of the show, in the booth with the God bike, and I couldn't follow what he yeah, was Yeah, I got so drunk that I was like, but not like falling down. I was just like, yeah, and then I, I went, man, fuck, Jason, what was I just talking about? And you just pushed the thing, you're like, I'm not really sure, buddy. Like, and we had been going for like three minutes by yeah. that point. Yep. And then I just gave up. I love that that's your favorite set of mine. None of the actual good ones where lots of people laughed a whole bunch. Yeah, like, those are, yeah. like, there's like... Those aren't as fun as my tragic seeing failures. Seeing somebody that I know uh, can be funny in front of an audience, like, just, like, eat it once in a while, is, like, that's just... It's humbling for everybody, but it's also part of, like, live comedy performance. It is. Every once in a while, you're going to perform something live that's supposed to be funny, and you're going to get fucking crickets or just feel everybody hate you. And that's just a part of it that's like yeah. part of the challenge and it's part of the magic of it is that it can go so terribly off the rails at any moment i wasn't feeling a thing that night though that was <laughs> I'm, the... sure. I'm sure <laughs> i was having a good time just nobody else i'm was. sure there are a lot of people feeling for you that night. oh god it feels like every time i watch my friend bill marashi do comedy i think i understand mm. <laughs> that's that's some inside baseball bill used to help me host the podcast now meredith does however uh, this meredith is the orange. Orange Mer Meredith the Orange. Yes. Like, yeah. Apparently there is a color-coded Meredith system in the but not like. and now I am officially Meredith the Orange. So like Eric the Red, not like Red Sonia. Not Orange Meredith, but yeah. Meredith the Orange. <laughs> yes. Okay. I like that. I have known Meredith for a very, very long time. Also enabler of mine uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> into doing the I'm podcast. I'm just here for the laugh track 
and uh, you know keep you in order. Yeah, I want. I do want to make it very clear for everyone at home who probably already knows this, but and for you guys here, that, that this is not an interview podcast. When I bring people to sit next to me, it is inconsequential exactly yeah. what's going on in their lives. We, we might get to it. Yeah. I like, don't really. I, I kind of like wedge a plug in there on a couple of times. I think this is—is is this the second time I've been on? Yeah, because you okay. came to my house once yes. and did it. Yes. That's, that's right. where you learned that I have two bars. Yes. And, <laughs> and we watched and, a movie, and I don't even remember what it. Was. Oh, we oh, watched, you watched Cocaine Bear. Oh, was it? Yeah, that was, yeah, because we watched and then reviewed Cocaine Bear. It was a lot of fun. It was really fun, like like watching a movie and reviewing it directly afterwards. Except for the fact that Cocaine Bear was disappointing as fuck. Like, it it. It could have just been fill-in-the-blank monster movie. Well, and uh, like I said before uh, on the other one, it's like somebody like got this script or got this premise and was like, I'm going to make this art. And like, you don't yeah, do that. Yeah, that you was just, a mistake. No, you just think like a fucking goofy movie about a bear. I go, okay, just do that. Yeah. There I, was plot. Why was there plot? No, I wanted like, I wanted there to be a bear and I wanted it to be loosely based off what really happened. But what really happened is he just ate all the cocaine and then died and became like an internet meme. Wait, didn't we like remake our own versions of what would be the best cocaine bear. Well, right. I, ended up being the trailer park boys. It's sort of, I can't quite remember where we went, but all I know is like there was no speedboats. There was hardly any gunfire. There was almost hardly. no hookers. Like the whole thing was just did not scream <laughs> cocaine bear to me. And they also should have worked in the 1975 Chicago bears because they were very famously on a lot of cocaine. Okay. And they, well, the, the press knew about it and wouldn't report on it because they, like, you know, there wasn't much for oh, video bears. back then. Yeah, yeah the oh, bears. And they, they the, the 1975 Chicago Bears, I'm not a sports person. I just like it when bad sports things happen. Like, <laughs> um, you know, like when Doc Ellis pitched the no-hitter on, on acid. Like, yep. I like that. You know, I don't like when normal things happen. Like, people hit a ball and somebody makes a million dollars. Like, I don't care. But... <laughs> but do it on drugs. <laughs> you do it on now drugs. Now I'm And then somebody gets shot like, oh boy, I'm like way in. It's why you guys have to know what the Upright Citizens Brigade is. You remember? Yes. Comedy Are you Central? talking about the gun circle? The Thunderball. Yeah. Thunderball, yeah. Yes. There's like a, great a, sketch. a car you can just drive around the ring and run people over. <laughs> there is a circle where there's a literal live handgun that's illegal yep. to go in. You can't go in the gun circle. You're not supposed to, but then go yeah, at the end. That was a literal. That was a literal checkoff gun, I think, because yeah, you yeah. saw it there, and you just know someone's going to use the Thunderball yeah. Glock, which yeah. you were just not supposed to touch. But yeah, like that. That to me is the ultimate in sports. Also, the fucking uh, the all the all the mascots were the witness protection program, oh, <laughs> so they could never crazy. take their costumes off. You know, they're at home <laughs> and they're knocking shit in their kitchen over. That show is so incredible. But but anyway, the only reason I care about the '75 Chicago Bears, they chimed in about. They thought the cocaine bear movie was gonna be about them when they like heard like the teaser trailer, <laughs> and they were like, "It's okay to talk about it now," but apparently they kind of used to like threaten the press, like they were big dudes and they had all the money, and they'd be like, "We're gonna expose you," and they they followed the rule that I tend to follow when I deal with authority called "prove it, fuckface." Ooh. And <laughs> I'm sure that's true of your real life. They never. It actually kind of has. I, like the, yeah, I I feel like you get away with more shit than like a lot of people get to. In the, in, the, in the famous words of my friends David Murder, the fact that I've never seen the inside of a jail cell is a goddamn miracle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Just probably. for the drunken disorderly alone on tour and stuff like that. But, I mean, then when you add in all the fraud, Jesus. Uh, yeah, I remember, I think you might have been talking about this on another episode I listened to, but uh, 
being in charge of this like venue, was it in Burnsville or something? Yes, I was in charge of a, a uh, all ages music venue called The Garage in yep. Burnsville for like 10 years. 10 years? From okay. like 2002 to 12 about. Okay. And I went from, um, I started running sound there and then they started letting me book all the shows and then eventually I kind of just ran the whole place. Then I like, I was in a band, so I would leverage it. So I'd be like, hey, I can get you guys from Des Moines a gig at this show with all these kids at it if you get us a couple of shows. And I just cross-wired that constantly until we developed this whole touring following. And then people saw that, and we got to open for bigger bands. And it just, I, I just, I guess it's what you're supposed to do. I did what was called business, ah. apparently. Mm. I didn't have parents that paid attention to me or taught me anything. And I didn't go to school, but I somehow learned how to business. Mm. But instead of applying it to anything that makes money, I applied it to being in a rock and roll band, which just makes you like addicted to drugs and, and, and broke. But yeah. you know, it's fine. I never really got addicted to drugs. I became fond of a few. <laughs> a few. <laughs> yeah. Addicted isn't really the right answer. Okay, so let's see, was, was there any was there anywhere else we were going or I have topics. I actually you have, have topics? I know. There you was did not tell was, me what topics we were going No, about. you don't need to know what they are. It doesn't matter. Just it's just speed that, it's, it's, Yeah, it's important that I keep track of them sort of because I have to you're keep the it best going. person for that, I'm sure. Um, and I should sort of know so I can kind well, of Well, I told you it. earlier that I wanted to talk. Oh, okay, so I was at work and uh, you you know where I work, but mm -hmm. not everybody knows. So I I, um, I was like a freelance video guy for like a long time and I did all, all sorts of like, I don't know, sound video, design t-shirts for things, just that kind of stuff. Um, and I finally got into a situation where I'm like, I could probably do all of these things at a job that pays me regularly rather than just living in panicky fear all the time that I'm never going to get another gig again every time I get one. Um, and so now I work for a company that makes bongs called Minnesota Legit that's from right here in town. And uh, actually like a mile from here, I think is where yeah. the studio is. And I, I just do the video and graphics and some of the event coordination, the things I've learned over the course of my life for this wacky place. And um, we had this giant, there's this thing called the Legacy Cup. And it's like this big cannabis festival that happened at Surly Field on, on Saturday. And they, um, they let you, uh, you know, peddle your wares and stuff. So we like set up a booth and I, I got, I called the fire marshal from Minneapolis and because uh, we had to get a permit to actually blow glass like in our tent, you mm -hmm. know what I mean, a special, because we can do it where, where the studio is, but not, you know, out in the open unless we have a permit or whatever. And like we were the only people to do it too, so we, we've got lots of people coming to watch and it was real, real, real fun. But the wild thing is, is the, I don't know if everyone here has seen Silence of the Lambs, but on the phone, the, the fire marshal guy for Minneapolis is like talking to Buffalo Bill on the <laughs> phone. It was it, like, it's, it's a nice Buffalo Bill that that I was like, hey, so you have to do all the permit stuff. Did you get to? Did you have to do the permits for like the Rammstein concert at USA? And you're like, oh, yeah, I had to do. <laughs> so it's, he was really friendly, but he was again, he was like talking to a guy that skins people and wears their clothes, kind of like, and he's had this weird low voice. But he gave us the permit, so we did the whole thing, and that story kind of goes nowhere. But I was at work today. And uh, my, my buddy Spencer, who works there, was talking about how the year was almost over. And he was like, man, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be Halloween soon. And then it's like November, December, and it's 2024. And he's like, fuck, there's going to be another election. Like that whole thing, that yeah, whole thing that, that whole we all... That it's we all been hate so much. Like primaries and like and I, debates I, are happening. Right, no, you hear about it and stuff, but it's still not real yet, you know? It's like your parents are, are like fighting, but they haven't like brought you into the living room to be like, so 
you, you're going to have to live with your mom most of the time. Like, we haven't had the talk yet. Okay. All we've heard is a glass break. Maybe it was an accident. Maybe thrown in the anger. commercials aren't there yet either. And if you don't actually watch TV with commercials and you have ad blockers, you don't really have to ever know anything about what's going on, which is how I kind of prefer to live. Yeah. Except for, I mean, caveat to that, vote in fucking primaries and vote for your neighborhood association. You know, get, get yeah. involved. You don't have to deal with the lesser of two evils if you actually vote for everybody along the whole way. You get like the third down the evil train and just, you know, well, and the local people seven or eight generations and you might actually be able to pick the greater of two goods. And the local elections are the ones where people can actually directly do more for like the yes. people that matter to you and you. Yeah, so I, I want to, because I'm, I'm on my neighborhood association. I'm a, I'm a homeowner and I love getting into a room. It's kind of like this, except for like nobody's supposed to try to be funny. <laughs> okay. But it is funny. And I do just as much yelling and all that stuff. So like, I'm involved. I just want to throw it out there that when I say I don't pay attention to anything, I am like involved. But like, as far as the big stuff goes, where it's just kind of like, Hunter Biden was, had a prostitute. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I don't know who that is. <laughs> And it's okay, it's, the sex work is real work, come on people. But yeah, so like, but when Spencer brought that up, I was like, oh fuck, it is gonna start getting like real. There's gonna be signs all over the place. I'm not gonna be able to ignore it. Yeah. You're gonna drive around and you're gonna see people's opinions, not just on the internet, but painted on cardboard in real life. Uh, and, and yeah. You can't comment on those and that, you know, it's kind of stymieing. <laughs> you can run them over with your car, but I, whatever. Maybe you shouldn't. I'm not here to tell anybody how to live. The point, the point is, 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 is dropping is, hits, so maybe they do it anyway. Is that the point? Yeah, if you've never thought about how fun it would be to just see like a million political signs of a certain bent in someone's yard with a lot of crazy misspelled and threatening things on it to just like take your Prius and maybe just drive through. <laughs> I'm like, what are they really going to do? Do you think people like that have a ring cam they know how to use? The Fuck ultimate them. vehicle like, of revenge, <laughs> the Prius. <laughs> When you have one as old as mine, you really stop caring about what you run over with it. Like, that's kind of, I have a Prius with almost 300,000 miles on it. Two more, and I might consider getting a new car. All right. Um, but yeah, so it, I was unfortunately reminded that it's 2024, and that I'm going to have to start, like, we're, we're going to have to start hearing about it a lot. But I had a theory at work, and this is what I wanted to share on the podcast today, that we're not even going to make it to, like, a real election. Like I've been, I've been, I've been preaching forever that about a year ago, before Midjourney Image Generator started becoming a thing with people, like last summer, if you'd asked me, I would have said optimistically that like the singularity, where we invent an artificial intelligence and then it creates something smarter than itself, or whatever, all bets are off. You know that will happen sooner or later, but how long will that take? And a lot of people would say that even sort of like. I don't know, conservatively, maybe 25 years. Some people were saying longer than that, whatever, but like, and I would sort of have agreed. 20, 25 years, we might hit some sort of point like that. After I saw the advances and all the chat stuff and the mid-journey thing and, and, and the way stuff kind of keeps happening, I pushed the clock to three. Okay. Three years, which means one or more of those years is going to be 2024. And we have like all these wild things going on, like there's robot cops that they're using in New York now. I don't know if you've seen that. I think I've heard something about it. But yeah. they, they drive around. They're, 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 it's called K-5, which suggests that there will be like a K-6 and a K-7. And, um, I'm Skip gonna, 9, uh, go to 10. No, if you do K-9, it's like a cool robot dog or whatever, like the yeah. cassette tape that comes out of the one Transformer guy. <laughs> like, you know, I, I, whatever. 
Uh, but it just like it just rolls around and, and, and I think it yells. No, I don't even know if it yells at people. I think it just films people and and whatever. It doesn't okay. even have facial recognition. But it's a thing they're doing and they're doing it for really cheap. It costs the city like nine dollars an hour or something like that to like have these to automate law enforcement. Automate law enforcement. Yeah, and and, and people are like, well, I already don't. They never seen RoboCop. Well, that's kind of where I'm going with yeah. this. Like. We're already there. Like, yeah, it's silly. Like, I, there's a restaurant in um, Maple. Where the hell is that? Oakdale, the place where uh, Snake Discovery yeah, Oakdale is. And, yeah, that area. There's a there's a there's an amazing Asian fusion. Not fusion. It's just a couple of different Asian restaurants. Well, I guess that's fusion. They're fusing different Asian cuisines. Not into one. I mean, you have to pick different. They just have a lot of choices, but they're all good. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay told me. Well, taught me while well, I watched him on TV. He didn't tell me. The anything. restaurant is called Bamboo. It's called Bamboo, and anyway, it's really good. But they have a robot working there. That's where I'm going with this. And it's like it, it brings stuff out on a couple of trays. The robot has sort of replaced one of the runner positions, okay. right? It's not the waiter. It's not the waiter doesn't take your order. Like it just kind of comes out. It has a little LED face, and it sings a little song or whatever. And I wanted to tell you this in particular, um, and we'll get to the, the robot policing thing in a second. But I saw, and my wife and Meredith, we were there eating, and we saw the whole gamut of human emotions in reaction to this robot. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. And it was exactly like Star Wars had predicted. Yeah? Fucking right down to the like, okay, so like, we were being cute with it. We're like, well, thank you very much, Mr. Robot. You know, we're just talking to it, yeah. anthropomorphizing it. There's people that just kind of were like, roll their eyes and ignore it or whatever and like just didn't do anything. There's people that were actively like hostile towards it. There's like a bro guy that was like, whoa, whoa. And the guy that owned the place was like, hey, don't do that to my robot. Things like 16 grand. Hey, we don't serve your kind here. It's like you just saw every response to this thing and like they were all different or whatever. And this is a, a food runner. This is a thing that, right. that was bringing me my Mongolian beef and people had some Mongolian beef with this thing. <laughs> like it just... <laughs> <laughs> like for no reason at all it, like it, some people yeah got a little bit of that like I mean you know like a white 25 year old guy is pretty easy to get into a defensive posture yeah that's really? how oh, they live gosh, their lives but like you'd think that maybe the one exception is like a, a little like iPhone looking robot that's bringing them their beer yeah, like literally they bringing you food <laughs> yeah. it's all it's doing is helping you and it's singing you a song and be like what bro so you think that the, the girl you have on a date that's like impressed by how just rude you were to the rest of the yeah. server is going to be even more exciting that you're trying to fight a robot, right? <laughs> but not one that you know could easily beat you up. Well, someday that guy is going to get smashed into a paste in the streets of New York by like the K-11 or something <laughs> like that. You know, it is going to be like an Ed 209 from RoboCop. Like, what they'd be like, oh, the K-5 defense robot? Well, it, it's not very fast. It doesn't, it has cameras, but no facial recognition and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, that like the K6 will be like, well, there's facial recognition and it can share information and whatever. The K7 will be like, you know, a lot of people have been spray painting these things and kicking them over. So they do have bear mace in them that ah! it can deploy. It's non-lethal and whatever. And, you know, it'll warn you a few times. And, uh, you know, it's like, well, bear mace is so imprecise. Maybe some kind of taser. They'll fiddle around with it. And plus, you know, you can't give it the decision. So it'll be like, the K-8, it'll be like, oh, well, we do have to bounce it to an actual, like, 
poorly trained, unhinged cop, and then they push a button that goes like, oh, shoot tasers into this guy or whatever, like that. And then eventually they'll be like, well, the cops are really making poor decisions. Let's just automate that. Honestly, we've done a lot of research with self-driving cars. Let's let the K9, and this will be the cool dog one, it will decide who it bites. And I think it'll do a better job than humans, and you know how the police can be, and the system is kind of broken, so yeah, the robot will be okay. And, you know, then from there on the K-10, that's when you start getting into the, you know, it has, you can fly. It's like just yeah. low-flying drones with machine guns <laughs> that just hunts you down based on your pheromone and genetic tra- You don't even really need to see anymore. It sees you the way that the weird things in Aliens see stuff. They don't have eyes, but they can find you. I don't know if that's scarier than climate change, but thankfully we'll get to see it both at the same time. Yeah, right it is awesome <laughs> that when everyone is being displaced from climate change, our solution to the... You know, you get displaced. Like, we have all the water here and everything, so people are going to be coming here. Yeah. And other people are going to get frustrated about that. And the people coming here might not be able to find work. They might have to turn to crime and whatever like that. So the people who are a little bit on the fence about the murder robots are going to get a little bit more, you know, I'm just tired of it happening in my backyard. (laughs) It's the thing I always point out at the neighborhood meetings that I'm amazed that I'm not kicked out of, is that some (laughs) people are kind of like, you know, you... You, 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 if you let crime get bad enough, the powers that be will finally see the error of their ways. And that doesn't make any sense because what happens is, is those people don't live here. Yeah. The people that make the decision live places where crime and homelessness don't happen because you, me, and everyone here are not allowed to go there. We are definitely not allowed to go there. People who make more money than everyone in this room combined are not even allowed to go there. This is for, you know, yeah. it's a yacht people kind of place or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they make the decisions, and they don't care how bad it gets here. But the people that do live here go like, wow, it's getting kind of scary out. But, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume that the humans will do the right thing, and I still have hope. Now, once millions of people are displaced from climate change, and we have the option of murder robots possibly being pushed by a big... Smooth-talking strongman leader that's going, hey guys, we're just going to use the robots responsibly, but we're going to get this whole thing under control, and everyone's going to go, well, I don't really know about that, and when no one's looking, they're just going to vote for the guy in the robots, and, you know, then we'll have it, but there is still a good chance that climate change will kill us before it gets that far, so we will never be stuck in that moral situation. I don't know if this is real or not, but they... I I don't know if anything is real or not. Apparently, they're trying to build a uh, hotel in space instead of trying to... uh, Yes. That's real? Okay. Uh, No, I I saw the thing about a hotel in space. By trying who was trying? Like Elon Musk? Who's doing Who's trying to build? I don't know who it was. But all I know is I just saw a picture of some, like, circular thing in Mm -hmm. space. Oh! (laughs) Like the thing that Walt Disney and Werner Von Braun were hanging out together. They're going (laughs) to build a giant space. It's on YouTube right now. Have you ever looked at that? No. Oh my God! It's it's in that beautiful bluish Technicolor, and like Walt Disney's just sitting there smoking cigarettes, and he's just like like we're gonna have a spaceman flying around the moon. Here, a recent addition to NASA, Werner von Braun. And for those that don't know who that is, he was in the Third Reich and ran the rocket factory where he would hang the five slowest. Well, employees is the wrong word. Uh, every Friday. And he would just sit there with Walt Disney talking about how they're going to have a giant gravity wheel in space. It sounds a lot like this hotel that you're describing. So did they just unfreeze both of those fuckers and now we're just dealing with that again? Okay. Is that what happened? No, I mean, like, okay. I certainly hope not. Uh... <laughs> you hope, yes. I also hope they did not unfreeze Walt Disney and Werner von Braun. I feel like <laughs> if they had the, like, we can get you back from being tri- cryogenically frozen, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm being a little naive, but I feel like that would be newsworthy. I feel like that would, like, hit the news, right? Maybe not. 
well, maybe they don't the want maybe you being, to yeah. know that. Maybe that's because the, the pores don't need to know that they can be cryogenically frozen okay, well, and cured, right? If we're not right? distracted by the aliens, if we're not distracted by something else, maybe this will do it. I am really Ooh. surprised at how small of a deal everybody made the alien thing. Yeah, that the government was finally like, yeah, I guess there were aliens. Sorry, everybody. Uh, this is... It just goes to show where we are with everything. Like, at, like it's like. It's almost like they had to wait till something like the like like post pandemic where everyone is just so burnt out and fucking there's like by the way there's aliens and everyone's like okay cool Great. like cool. why is everything so expensive does that like, mean we have yeah. to stay in our houses again some more <laughs> yeah some of you are gonna be way too excited about that the rest of us are gonna go fucking shining on everybody if we have to do this again um, you know inject me with whatever you fucking have to I need to go talk to people. Um, but yeah, so that that all leads to this theory that I had. It actually kind of does. Okay. That um, the you know, the next election it will not actually be. Let's just let, actually let's just play a game of this. Let's just assume that the two very old people involved die of old age between now and then. Okay. And we end up ourselves with two choices. We have on one side a AI president. It's going to be a super intelligent, might just be like Max Hedrum, doesn't have to have a body or anything. And if it does, maybe it'll be like the headless body of Spiro Agnew on Futurama or something. That'd be cool. He just carries around a TV with his own head on it. Like, I'd like that. That old school, I'm 43, that old school weird video drone. As long as it's drone. Max Hedrum, I will vote Max Yeah. <laughs> like, I want, like, 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 a big mechanical suit, like Pinky, like Brain from Pinky and the Brain wears when he pretends to be a person, but carrying around a Max Hedrum TV that's just like, Aah! and like, that's our president. <laughs> I assume that the computer stuff behind it will make him like make whatever pragmatic choices, you know, in the face of a nuclear war or I, something. I don't think conservatives are going to go for a robot president. Okay, well, here's their other choice. Um, we kind of go all the way with the whole non-human biology alien thing, and the other the other choice is an alien. So I'm like more okay with an alien. Stranger. That's fucking fascinating because I'm sort of more okay with the AI. Now let's get. Well, actually, Meredith, who would you pick before we get into this? A lot of people are picking Jesus at that fun, uh, thing where we lost Roe versus Wave. You have to vote this time. Not just bitch on Facebook. Pick. Spin the wheel of doom, Meredith. Spin the wheel of doom. We're gonna go with the alien. All right, so I'm I'm the odd man out well, here. Well, I mean, like AI. I think it's a tough choice, but. I think a pragmatic outsider that understood the problems from a different perspective might be useful. Yeah. Um, and AI is only as good as what it's been used to train it. Yeah. And a lot of times that's where a lot of the oh, bias comes from. Let's, let's assume that it's hit uh, AGI and that it is just making its own decisions now. And it's, it's like, it's learning as it's, it's, it's sentient now. It's conscious. It has what Arthur C. Clarke would refer to as soul. I, in that case, I need to know its personality, right? Because if it's created, if it's gotten to sentience, then it's probably going to have a personality. And if it's yeah. like a vindictive asshole, then like maybe not. But if it's like... But what if it just knows the exact perfect way to seem like it's not a vindictive asshole? But then it's it studied a lot of politicians. Like yeah, it's exactly, it might seem like an awesome choice, but then it's not. Or but then it is. Maybe it has no reason to really lie to us being a super intelligence or whatever like that. But here's... I feel like an alien wouldn't even bother with this. That's the problem. Because the alien is bothering. 
The alien is running for president for some goddamn reason. You shouldn't really have to do that. Like, they should be from a type 3 civilization that can control the sun and their solar system with a Dyson sphere. And yet they've decided to run for president of this failing empire that we live in right Wait, now. What is this alien up to? Uh, I mean, like, it can't be worse than what Trump did, right? Like That is always going to be the answer until everyone in this room has aged and died. But... I kind of feel like maybe the alien's trying to steer us in the right direction. That could be. Yeah, could I be. can see that. But what I'm more interested in is how people are going to sell it, right? Like, there's going to be political ads and things like sure. that. They're, they're going to be trying to be like, oh, the alien's better. So, actually, if we want to be, like, super critical. And the, we do. The alien would not be able to run for president unless it was literally born on U.S. soil. Because if you are a naturalized alien, you don't get to run for the office of president. All right, just to keep this rolling then, we're going to go off some of the crazy shit I've read on Reddit and a few Joe Rogan guests and just say the alien is actually like an ancient thing that predates humans that has been here for like a really, really long time. But technically, within the continent of North America was where it was born. So it might, it might are, be a... We know they already exist, so how, know, how do you know they haven't already had spawns? Or perhaps it was... Yeah, we could simplify the crazy thing I said into just like... Uh, <laughs> it, it, but it, this it, one was born here. This really? one was born here, yeah. This is a naturalized alien, you know, like... Yeah. So it would be... Yeah, it would be like, you know, one of Arnold Schwarzenegger's kids sure. could run for president or whatever, which... Right. Arnie would have been an I mean, right like... President. I don't know, would you vote for Clark Kent, right? Because it is a naturally born alien. Well, no, he, he actually was a... No, he landed from outer else. space. Yeah, yeah no, wrong, it would have wrong. to be Superman's kid. All right. And then <clears throat> Superman, you know, people go through a rebellious phase, but I think Superman's kid would fall in line. And maybe he would kind of believe in, like, the kind of Mr. Rogers philosophy that, at least in the old comic books Superman seemed to have, yeah. like, new movies, he just flies around and punches people in the face, and I, I don't know, but... And I feel like that's like really core to what the character is, is like being that incredibly powerful thing, but for what are at least supposedly virtuous reasons, right? Yeah. Because um, like it's no longer truth, justice in the American way. It's like something like truth, justice, and a better tomorrow or something that's like more universal and not like... Yeah. I, I, I don't remember what it is exactly. It's, I think it's pretty reasonable and like... And also, just for the sake of argument, the let, let's assume the AI was definitely like you know, made, made in America. Sure, like, so yeah. it technically would be a citizen, and that would be a really good talking point. It's just oh, like, yeah. it's like, oh, we can have some you know alien that doesn't understand what it's like to be human, and though the machine is not human, it was at least made by American workers in American factories right here in America. And everybody claps. I think that and is like, like maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe the one time that the third party candidate has a chance. Because there would be enough people just totally freaked out by either of those two options that they would try to vote for a third party. Now, who would this third... So, like, RFK? Like, who's the third party in this fucking thing? Like, like the okay, it's a I mean, robot, like, an alien, or the worst person you've ever seen in your life. Like, But who's not as even as, like, funny as Trump? He's just kind of bad, bad, bad. Yeah, like... Like, what? I mean, I will admit, like, it, the, just the level of stupid that that man is, is just, it is comical, but. It's uh, condescending too, as stupid as he seems to think that everyone else is, is kind of palpable, and that's why I don't like him. Oh. How dare you assume my IQ, sir? Yep. I just, no. And, and that's the thing that like, working like where I work in my day job, there's a lot of that, like, you can't just assume somebody's IQ because you notice a couple of things about them. Um, yeah. Or yeah. make broad generalizations and, you know, right. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Like, I guess the the, the alien 
the alien AI presidential race uh, would maybe have some I think strong. You put up, I think you should put a poll uh, wherever you post this, like on the YouTube or whatever. Spotify lets you do it. All right, let yeah. you do real polls. So we'll we'll see we'll we'll see who votes them. But like I, I just have to assume that if you know like the Clintons or whoever can you know have people killed, a super intelligent robot and an alien can definitely do that. So oh yeah, I absolutely. suspect that the any third party want the. If, relive the fate of Paul Wellstone or something. It's like a lot of planes magically were crashing around then changing uh, political. <laughs> I worry about the AI being too efficient at that. The AI would be excellently efficient at that. And I think that's one of the reasons that I would vote for it because I, I got to say that like, listen, and I've said this before on a different podcast, but I, I, I just think honesty is the best policy. I think that like, and, and we're not going to have a choice eventually. Like we're going to have, you know how people, you know, there's a lot of like, jingoistic propaganda like oh our it turns out our freedom was hidden somewhere in afghanistan we gotta go yeah. like and it's like no, i don't think people fall for that so much anymore I so not. no and they don't and i really i want honesty i want it to be like you know people aren't going to want to join the military they're not going to be like well, what are we really doing here we should be like look guys there is a giant poppy field and everybody that helps us get at it you know we cut you in a little bit we get you you wet your beak like, I want the, the U.S. military-industrial complex to actually become more be like the mafia. Yeah. yeah, but everybody. Everybody that drives a tank, everybody, the new uniform is just a black turtleneck with a gold chain. And we just, <laughs> it's like, hey, we're going to go get this pipeline for the CIA. It's like, why? Who gives a fuck? They're paying us. Yes, because that will certainly uh, eliminate any toxicity in the military just like that. Right? Honestly, like, let's just make us all marauders, right? <laughs> well, what? There's no good parts of it. I mean, like, what? I mean, like, I mean God bless whoever did things... I don't even know what to say anymore. But I just mean that go, going forward, we sure. should be like, this is for money, and we're going to like split it up amongst everybody. We should get a little bit of, like, you know, like a free, that's where the UBI could come from. They're like, guys, we're going to have universal basic income, and some of you are just going to have to help us go out there and get it. <laughs> it's like we might have to blow up some places where like nobody there is actually an enemy combatant. But I mean, they're blocking this trade route. And if it gets all unblocked, then a whole bunch of money comes out, and then everybody gets that. And we, you know, since AI is coming, no one's going to have a job. The only job, there's going to be no jobs because there's computers. There's going to be a lot of drones and things doing this military stuff. But the few people involved are going to know that they are making, you know, like a Christmas possible for a family by by firing Stinger missiles into wherever, a hospital in some other place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, these are all things the AI president would probably be. This That's is my That's probably point. why you support the AI president. Yeah, no, no, I'm just saying that that would be the AI president's but, like, thing. Which I do about, agree with. But, but, like, how long is that transparency about, like, how obvious they're being going to not have backlash? I mean, granted, it's the, you know, government, so they are the ones with all the money and guns. Let's get into that. What kind of backlash are you envisioning? I want to I I figure it. I want to get in front of it. Uh, you want to get in front of it? So the, the, the government is run by an evil computer that's just leveled with everybody that, look, you can have UBI as long as you just, you know, some of you guys get to fly around in, like, remote-controlled planes and blow things up. And if you're cool with that, we're all going to be living fat off the hog. I but mean, that's like, just anybody where it's that's, like, from. against imperialism is going to, like, be pissed off about that. Eh, okay. Well, they'll be rounded up and whatever. But the thing is... <laughs> Yes, they would be really pissed off yeah. about that. But then again, if you were like, okay, well, that's cool. It's like we can either do this or, like, 
I don't know what to tell you. There's no economy anymore or whatever. Like, I mean, if it's an AI president, maybe that is like, well, the wealth is uh, distributed weird, so here's the new tax laws. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The AI president would distribute everything, so everybody, everybody will be doing great. You'll just know that there's, there's blood all over every dollar you have. Yeah. Now you will know. And now it'll be more efficient and less circuitous and perhaps less corrupt. Because, you know, like, as I've said, I did a stage joke about how, like, how many levels between you and Satan's asshole are you okay with your money being? You know what I mean? It's like, I only buy from, there, there's this nice couple and they have an organic farm or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. And the minute they're like, look, we need this machine and it's very, very carbon neutral. It is on Amazon though, so we, we're gonna have to buy that. And we, oh, pfft, up it goes. Like, so you're like, yeah, but I didn't buy the machine. Five layers? Two layers? I don't know, where do you have to really be? Like, there is no ethical consumption under capitalism, and the, the AI president would certainly know that. And sure. he might just go, he, she, they, might just be like, what the fuck ever? Like, we got to do what we got to do here. We're going to blow up as few people as possible to make this happen. Or maybe the AI president, were there one, would <laughs> try. Were there one? This whole thing is kind of made up, my friend. Well, yes. yes it's... <laughs> I mean, until it isn't, actually. But <laughs> I just your sparkling optimism just like wakes gets me up in the morning, John, and just like helps me through my day. Wow. Uh, but it's entirely possible that like maybe if there was something like that running a country, it would you know make moves to not have it be a capitalist system anymore. Eventually, so there might be an omelet made from a few broken eggs. Sure. And those broken eggs will look like those cool scenes like at the beginning of Terminator Two for a while, but then it's gonna get all like you know figured out. And it'll be okay. Far less human skulls being rolled over by giant tank treads and lasers and explosions. And cool. Things. Just diet Skynet? Great. Thanks, Diet Skynet? No, more like Skynet of, of diminishing returns. It's like, look, it had to start like this, but we reined it in, you know. You like, living watched... through the American Revolution would probably be kind of rough, but eventually, you know. Have you ever watched uh, Love, Death, and Robots? Yeah! Uh, is that is... still on Netflix? Can uh, people yeah, still watch Yeah, I think it is that? still on Netflix. Or I haven't checked in a while, but I think it is. Uh... I don't know if they have a new season coming out anytime soon, but the freaking yogurt one was one of my favorites. Um, Did you ever watch that? On, on Netflix, Love, Death, and Robot. It's an anthology thing with different animation styles, and it's all kind of future cyberpunk. No, I'm not, I'm not, I know you didn't watch it. I'm just saying you would like it. Uh, okay, yeah. I yeah. think you would enjoy Love, all Death, right. and Robot. It's really good. Uh, I was surprised at how much I liked it and like how good yeah. it was. But there's this one that uh, is narrated by the guy that does the voice of Brain from Pinky and the Brain from oh, Animaniacs. Oh, yes. And it's about this yogurt that they found that was hyper-intelligent and all of these things where it gave them advice about, you know, how to fix financial stuff, but you had to follow it exactly. Well, humans didn't. And, like, the story is really great and really, like, kind of telling about humanity, too, I feel like. Uh, I think is that like the second or third iteration of that? Or, I do, I did. I think I watched the two Love, Death, and Robots that there were. Yeah, I think there's two seasons. I think it was in the second. Season. Is it in the second one? Okay, I might need to rewatch that because like I really, I, I, you know, I'm sure I binged it all at once, possibly while high, and lost some <laughs> like, of the details. Yeah. But like it, it's it's beautiful and it, it is very well thought out and all mm -hmm. that stuff. But okay, so. On one side, we have the AI president who apparently is going to be a little bit like Hell 9000 and, uh, you know, turn the military into a for-profit, well, no, lift the curtain of the military being a for-profit thing and kind of just cut everybody in on the deal 
and uh, whatever, um, and perhaps introduce a UBI or whatever. Uh, now there is the alien president, and I think our job here is is to figure out because we were talking about Superman and stuff. Hmm. We got to really figure out what kind of alien we're dealing with here. I think to have any shot of being president, that alien's got to be mostly humanoid. That is true. Uh, uh, the thing with the handsome president thing is yeah. very real. It's unfortunate. It's not how anything should work. Right. So, like, you know, something that looks like Cousin It or something is not going to be like, this inspires confidence in my leader, right? That's I not know, be what no. Americans want. Cousin It is adorable. And that might, you know, if it looked like a Furby, I think a surprising amount of people would vote for it. I, I, like, you definitely get a bunch of young kids that are like, yeah, fuck it, man. I'm voting for the Furby. <laughs> right. And that's who doesn't vote. Right? The 18 to 25 demographic never fucking engages. But if it looked like a Furby or some weird fucking thing from, like, anime or TikTok or some bullshit like that, they would come out in droves and be like, oh, and then, it, you know, I think that might be, maybe that'd be good. Possibly. So, Those are humanoid, so, sort of, though. They yeah, do have So we know that it's got to be something that's humanoid. Okay. Uh, I, I feel like it would have to be, you know, as well as humanoid, at least, like, five, seven, five, eight tall, right? What well, if it was, like, Princess Unicorn from The Office? Not familiar with that. Damn it. I don't know either. What is Princess a, Unicorn from the office? It's a Barbie that has a unicorn horn. <laughs> oh, well, so Barbies just, are pretty, I mean, sort of humanoid. Yeah. I, they wouldn't be able to walk in real life. But we're talking like a humanoid looking thing with a unicorn horn? Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's the close enough. good enough. Yeah. That people Where is the, uh, that's the thing. Where does the Uncanny Valley start? It's like, is a straight up like gray. Like one of the classic gray, black, There'd be people things. very into voting for a gray. I know. They'd be like, I've seen, I bought a, a hat from Spencer's in 1996. They had his picture right on there. It said, take me to your dealer. Oh, yeah. So yeah. people, so stoners will vote for that alien. If it is sort of a Lovecraftian thing, I'm going to guess, maybe no. Yeah, if it's, if it's like all technically and like looks eldritch horror, yeah, that's probably not going to be people want and that's a really divisive thing i think because like the kind of people that would you know if they were honest with themselves you know vote for an eldritch horror a tentacle sort of uh just undescribable monster that would just destroy things are kind of of the QAnon bent but their generalized racism would make it so that anything that doesn't look like them you know like a balding fat thing mm -hmm. you know they, they wouldn't vote for and so that would be, they would split the vote. So it would have to be like a, I guess, yeah, either a gray or some kind of shape-shifting thing that can look like a Kennedy or something like that. Like a, like a, like a nice, like a, like it can look like Henry Cavill. Sure. And it's just kind of like, but, but like, like it's Henry Cavill, but his eyes are like, like they look like Darth Sidious a little bit or something. There's something that tells you that there's something wrong there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and like every once in a while he kind of like licks his like hairline, you know. Just, oh yeah, but, there, you know. there'd definitely be things, but I think. But it's enough. They're like, yeah, but he's, you know, there'd be, there's, there's a lot of people out there would be like, I don't know what else that tongue do. Like there'd be people that love that guy. <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay, so we're talking humanoid alien. So we've gone over we've gone over the unfortunate matter of appearances. Let's get down to policy. Yeah. So, as I stated earlier, the alien uh, why is it running for president of the United States? Because uh, it was born here, it thinks it can make change happen, right? Yeah, but it could also make change happen with the fact that it can control gravity and time. At least if we're going to go by the the Bob Lazar, you know, sort of idea of what the tech is that seems to be becoming mainstream now where, you know, like, like if, if you wanted to make change, you'd just be like, well, give, I don't know, you got a good point. 
maybe the alien's running because it knows that it's a foregone conclusion that eventually us, China, Russia, we're just going to, the EU, we're going to reverse engineer their technology and it's trying to get out in front of it. Maybe. Now that's actually pretty interesting because the AI would be like, oh, we're going to just use this to do the things we need to do because that's what it's programmed to do. And sure. it's like, yeah, we're going to just solve problems and now we have access to all this stuff like, okay, cool. And the alien has to be like, okay, so we now have the power to kind of like fling Mars into the sun. <laughs> you know, like so, and then everything beneath that, that, you know, that, that would, so I mean, like. I, I think having that much military power would appeal to a lot of people in the United States. So I can definitely see like that winning points for the alien in this uh, alien versus AI presidential election. Well, here's the thing though. The AI would have access to that too. I imagine the it. alien, I would imagine, would be a little bit more interested in keeping everything on the rails. Sure. Like, so they're like, we know that all the other major countries are going to have this same stuff. And maybe, maybe the whole idea is they're trying to install alien presidents in all of them. And I mean, like, good luck. I, I don't, I mean, America might be a little bit nationalistic, but... There are places far less likely than us to elect an alien president. Let's just say that. I, yeah. I, and, uh, you know, and, but this alien knows that. So he's like, shit. Okay, well, America might fall for this. America might be just crazy and weird and out of control and addicted to Oxycontin enough to just kind of be like, okay, like. We'd carry Florida. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, Florida ain't voting for no goddamn computing machine. I got no, tired of that no. shit in fucking seventh grade when I dropped out. Yeah, the alien, the uh, aliens now, well, hell, they might, yeah, no, that actually, the alien has some appeal yeah. <laughs> in the deep south, some of those purple states. And there would also be a lot of people that are kind of like, you know, it's a living being and, you know, whatever. It's like, I don't know, the alien, do you think the alien would win Minnesota? I, would the DFL go for the alien over the robot? I kind of think maybe. So I think the DFL would go for the alien over the robot if we were trying to like put them in political parties. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not from the jump. I'm really not. Like, right. I'm not sure, but I'm just generally speaking, the voting public, like here, for example. Okay, how about hey, who would you guys vote for based on everything we've said? The alien or the robot? It is far more important than policy in World War III and intergalactic <laughs> shit. Which fucking box does this thing check? Yeah. From the lady in the mask. Yes, all right, well, <laughs> um, honestly, though, the, 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 I would say I that mean, the- an alien might have genders we haven't even thought of. Also and, true. Right. And right. it could usher in a new generation of people becoming, now that there's aliens, we're going to stop being so uptight about everything else. So like. Very true. The, uh, the social progressive side of the pure fact that we have the alien, despite whatever he's really up to, he, she, they, whatever they're up to. Um, actually, yeah. And that, act, that, act, that alien could win a couple of blue states. All right. Who would you vote for? Yes. <laughs> and, the, and again, an excellent reason to vote for the leader of the free world. Uh, it's going to make other people mad. Um, both of you guys. 
the audience is split 50-50 into two fucking cartoonish categories that, that, that lesser podcasters would probably dig into a little, and I won't. But uh, I love that. You know yourself. I, 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 I couldn't be happier. But <laughs> the AI would upset. Also, the AI is technology, and conservatives tend to be Luddites. They tend to fear change. Well, yeah, it, mean, it literally means staying the same. So, yeah, the robot... Now, the alien's an alien, but it was born here. We decided yeah. that. So, and it's a lot, it's a living thing. You know, you got blood pumping, you know. Hell, man, like I could have been born an alien. Okay, yeah, but I ain't no goddamn computer. <laughs> yeah, that's how this would go. I'll tell you one thing, you can convert an alien to Christianity. You can't convert no computer. <laughs> well, you actually probably could just type in, like, believe in a bunch of dumb stuff, and they would become... But once it's self-aware, it wouldn't like. But we're talking, yeah, we're talking okay, about the okay. self-aware AI that has decided to run for office. And the super intelligent alien would definitely fall for a conversion. <laughs> I That's true. No, we really don't, and we can't because no matter what, the biggest lie ever told, aside from tear here to open, is <laughs> uh, once elected, I will. So yeah. we, <laughs> we don't actually have any idea what the real policy would be. I'm just going to assume that the, if the alien wins, no matter what the alien is saying, we're, we're just being turned into an ant farm or some sort of... They wouldn't need slave labor, but they're probably just sucking in all of our natural resources and like whatever like that. Maybe like, the alien's uh, using us to conquer the home planet. That would be cool. The alien just came over Because if here. you wanted the, like, transparency about, like, no, we're just actually doing this for money and conquering shit, that the alien would be better in that respect because we could conquer whole-ass other planets. So the alien is also in it for money, just more money, because it's intergalactic. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, I think at that point <laughs> Imperialism it's power, right? at it's that point. Power. And I guess I do have to say my vote is for the Galactic Empire. Yeah, there you go. So, all right. I got gotcha. you. You actually turned me over to the alien. Well, it has been 49 minutes, it's about right. Um, yeah, you're going to need the extra time to explain this. I know, oh, I know, yeah. I normally don't. Okay, so this book it's so awful. is awful. It's called Dear Asshole, 101 Tear-Out Letters to the Morons Who Muck Up Your Life. Now, this is one of those, like, toilet books that isn't funny. You know, like, like, like Dave Barry's Guide to Shoe Repair. We should also say that this is the end of every podcast. The, we do a, uh, yeah, a, these a segment. It is called Dog-Eared Pages. <laughs> I stole the page of a book every every episode from the Monday Night Comedy Show. This is a little bit different. My parents got this for me for Christmas for some reason. And it's really, if you don't know them, it's, it's impossible to say. Either they're just so clueless that they thought I would think it was actually funny, or they're so clued in that they're like, this will be great on John's podcast. I don't know. <laughs> they're boomers. I have no idea what their thoughts or feelings or personalities are. So anyway, everything is this tear-out page. And you're supposed to leave it, you know, like, dear, dear asshole who overstayed your welcome. Dear asshole joined at the hip couple. And it's got a perforated line, and you tear it out and leave it for people. Unfortunately, a lot of it is like, dear asshole who, like, grossed up this bathroom. It's like, well, they're not coming back. Like, who is this fucking for? I, it, the whole thing is stupid. And there's been many theories about this book from various guests. Someone thought that this was made by AI, but then I looked and it was, it came out in 2011. So it's not possible. It, I really love that theory. That it was, was a fucking great theory from my good buddy, Chris, who's a very good co-host. He's also a glass blower at uh, where I work and used to be in a band called Blue Felix with me. But 
yeah, no, unfortunately he was wrong. But anyway, I still think that it's made up. I don't think the people that wrote it are real. I think it's just from some publishing uh, it's, company. It's like an unfunny Chuck Tingle thing. Like it's a, just something. It's, it's just this weird, like, tax write-off cash grab thing. Because I'm going to read. It's Jillian and Michelle Madison. It took I two people to write this. assume that they're sisters. Yeah, which is wild. Because it's, it's just unfunny as shit. But Meredith and I, while drunk at 3 in the morning, have punched up better jokes in, like, 30 seconds. And they had a whole however long to make 101... I, I honestly think that they had to have family in publishing and mm -hmm. that, like, they just needled until they got a book. They I think that's... written, like, five of those and then the rest was just, like... That's what we... Our other theory was that they wrote, like, three funny pages and their publishing, you know, magnate father was like, all right, but you know how this works. It's 101 dog fart jokes or 101 <laughs> don't you hate your wife jokes. It's like, you can't have five dear assholes. It's 101 dear asshole. Yeah. So then they just phoned it the fuck in for 98 of these, like, because you know, one or two of them were a little bit funny. Here and again. Yeah. So that theory is actually pretty the solid. What's funny is when we changed everything to penis. Mm -mm. One was one was actually kind of funny for real. Um, anyway, though, before I read a page out of this, and then you'll just completely understand. I want to read the the back, which is what really tells me that this is just farce. It's fake. It's like it, it reads like a band bio for a band that's never actually done anything, but it's trying to convince everybody that they've gone on tour or whatever. So let me just do this real quick. Jillian and Michelle Madison have built a network of well-connected pop culture websites and podcasts, none named, which currently receive over 40 million page views per month and have been featured on thousands of professional sites and blogs, none named. They live in Connecticut, the birthplace of assholes. That is kind of funny. Please visit them at www.foodnetworkhumor.com. They're on the Food Network? No, Food Network Humor. There's foodnetwork.com, and then there's foodnetworkhumor.com, which oh. is one of those websites oh. you make to funnel people into looking at it because it's 2011, and that's still how the internet worked back then. <laughs> like, and uh, www.pophangover.com and www.damnyouautocorrect.com. And I just don't know what the fuck any of that is. It's also just listing websites on a book that came out in 2011 that someone bought in an airport is just, like, like I don't know. It's just, this thing is an enigma wrapped in a riddle, wrapped in, in, in blind rage. Also, some of it is, a lot of it is pretty classist. Yeah. Some of it is kind of racist. I mean, not directly, but they, it's, again, it was... Dogmously. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, well, just yelling at like a like a a, a service person at a restaurant, you know. They mean like, stop hitting on the dishwasher just because he has dreadlocks. You guys can smoke weed later. It's like, oh wow. Oh yeah, yeah. The the Karen level of racism, you know, the the one we've all kind of learned a bit. So I guess in that way, it's ahead of its time. So. <laughs> And I don't know, I hate this book and it makes me so mad and I just, there's so many pages. The pages aren't numbered either, so I don't even know how many. I've ripped some of them out and lit them on fire too, but I, the, uh, I'm nowhere near I, I halfway through. I think you've like, you know, buried the lead enough. I think uh, we need to hear one. There's like 70 more pages of this and I don't know if I'm going to live long enough because of climate change and the AI president that's <laughs> Not coming. because of your personal life choices? I should not be alive right now. That's, if, fair, if that's yeah. an, And you... 
I know. This. I want to. I want to say this actually on the podcast because I mentioned it to you in the comedy thing, is that you actually were like instrumental in me, like like pulling it back just a little at least on stage because of that story where we're like, oh, I never was too drunk to play the bass, but I actually definitely could get too drunk to do stand up. So I learned where the line was. Good. And when I would say things to you, like I invented a drink called the Whiskey Dayquil with a cocaine rim, you were like, I don't know how you're alive. <laughs> and, and I'm like, I should maybe stop drinking those. And I did. So thank you, Kruger. You're welcome. I'm glad I could improve and lengthen your life. I've never quit anything, but I've cut down on a few of them. And I think you were part of that. Glad to be part At 43, Whiskey Dayquils with a cocaine rim as, a, as an eye-opener before work is just a, not oh a good God, idea. Oh, my God, read the page. No! <laughs> I'm stalling because I never learned to read. Okay, anyway. So this, this one is called, oh, speaking of, no, I got 36%. So, dear constantly broke asshole. So this is another thing about, oh, hang on, though. Saxophone, I want to make real sure this isn't a repeat. Every once in a while I forget. Yeah, yeah, let's skip this one. I think I forgot to dog ear it because I just threw it at the wall a while ago. All right. Dear conceited asshole. Now, this might be an okay one because a conceited asshole is, you know, we all don't like that. They, they, they shit all over, like, grocery baggers and stuff, which is like, what are you doing? Like, oh, the eggs go on the top, stupid. And they're like, nine, you know. Um, dear conceited asshole, the world doesn't revolve around you, so get over yourself. Scathing. You're unreasonable, selfish, and require more doting and attention than an endangered baby panda. Bird. Well, I don't know. <laughs> All right, all right. Okay, for Christ's sake, can't you put your cell phone camera down for five seconds? Uh, I could just go on Facebook if I wanted to read shit like this. Yeah. I think we've all seen enough photos of you flashing a duck face in the bathroom mirror. Oh, man, this dates this thing. Yay. Remember when everyone was so mad about duck face? Yeah. And then like a giant plague hit humanity and a game show host almost killed us all. <laughs> Besides, we all know the truth. You're overcompensating because inside you're barren and empty. Sort of like a theater showing a Dane Cook movie. <laughs> hey! I kind of like that one. All right, all right. Because, you know, fuck Dane Cook. <laughs> like, God, I hated that people liked that guy. Um, he did use MySpace, almost like the AI president would wield. <laughs> Alright, at least I'll know where to find you when the world ends. In the mirror applying gel to the top of your head. What? Oh. I don't know. Sorry. A thing about frosted tips, maybe working Guy Fieri. That would have been better. <laughs> Take a hike, it says. Yeah. It's like a fucking, it's like a news article. It leaves from a New space York for you to sign it. Yeah. It certainly does. Because it's real. You're really supposed to give these to people, you know. There was a there was a John Mulaney bit in one of his specials where he complained about how I don't remember what it was some New York rag, and they they everyone talked like a lady that's still alive from right now that was also alive oh, yeah, in the 1930s. A New York Post. Yeah, something like that. They're like Tiger Woods' ex-wife said, "Take a hike, bozo." It's like, yeah, did she say that? I don't think so. Yes. Yeah, I know that. There's a P.S.? His wife, Dolores. Uh, yeah, take a hike. P.S. You're so vain, you probably think this letter is about you. That's amazing. P.P.S. Okay, fine, this time it is, you asshole. Fuck you, book! So, this has been the John Wheeler, Reverend John Wheeler Podcast Live with my co-host, Meredith, and my fake co-host, Jason Kruger. 
Glad to be here. And we're at the um, Strike Theater. Strike Theater? Just a, just a skipping stone away from a scary bridge underpass. True. And I also want to give props to the Double Blind Comedy. Double Blind Improv. Improv! Yes. And I'm serious when I talk about I would like to push a table into the middle of the improv and do some <laughs> sort of weird hybrid thing sometime. Even if fun. it's not funny, we'll at least have learned. I think grown. Eric's on board, so you should talk to him. <laughs> All right, now here is, you know how hard it is to push the button? Yeah. This is going to be real hard. The Reverend John Wheeler podcast takes zero responsibility for the words, actions, or ideas of its host, guests, or listeners. Though the people on the screen may at times be speaking directly to you and may occasionally give you direct calls to action, neither Reverend John nor the Alchemical Cocktail Lounge are under any moral or legal obligation to answer for the potentially disastrous repercussions that may arise if you are stupid enough to actually follow the orders of a raving lunatic. Think for yourself and do whatever you want, because you're on your own. If anyone ever tries to sue this podcast, Black SUVs will converge on your location in the darkness of night and you will never be seen again. Remember to like and subscribe.